Yo, what's up, Serge? Yo, what's going on, Fred? Happy Chinese New Year, man. Thanks, bro. It's uh, it's my year, the year of the dog. Oh, really? Yeah, every 12 years. What, so this can be your lucky year then? That's the that's the hope, right? <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. So, so uh, we got today? So we're finally doing that first coin talk. We're going to be talking about Wanchain. Um, I know this is something that you know more about a lot. You actually heard about it for the ICO and you were trying to get in, but I know it was like one of the most hyped ICOs. I think they sold out like in a few minutes, right? Uh, yeah, I was trying to get in there, um, but yes, like you said, they sold out within minutes. Um, I actually sent my so the way it works is you know they say like oh the ICO was started let's say at, at eleven, uh-huh. um, and then you send your tokens to a certain address. So that's what I did, but my transaction didn't go through in uh, in time, so it, I didn't get in sadly. Damn. But yeah, it was. Well, I don't know if it was hype back then, but um, as much as it is now, but a lot of people knew about it, so it, it sold out quick. And then the other interesting thing is that it was capped, so basically whales couldn't get in. You know, like accumulate mm-hmm. a, a lot of tokens, and then it also excluded uh, U.S. citizens and Chinese citizens. So you know, a lot of those people are going to be trying to buy it when it comes out on exchanges. Yeah, so I was, I'm in their Telegram, and they have actually 50,000 users in their Telegram, which is, it, it might be the most that I know of, of a crypto project right now. Um, but that's like, that's just a huge amount. And then I also know that their tokens, they're currently in the main swap process. Um, I think they're, it's like this whole month, maybe till March-ish, that the swap is taking place. All right then. So, uh, yeah. So, what what can you tell us about Wanchain? Yeah. So, Wanchain. Uh, let's just start with the team. Um, I'm not gonna go through like all the people that are working on it, but one thing to note is that the team is pretty rich in uh, encryption software development, and they're also pretty experienced in blockchain development. Um, so they have good engineers on that, and. From what I've read, they also have pretty solid uh, marketing people, so that's that's going to be good. It, it's always good when you have uh, good engineers and also also good marketers. But the founder was uh, Jack Liu. He's actually um, mm-hmm. he's he's pretty involved in the blockchain um, world. Um, back in twenty fourteen, he founded Factum. Are you familiar with that coin? Yeah, Factum. Factum's a uh, yeah. Not what do they about. do? Enough. Uh, so I'm pretty sure they have to do with like um, enterprise data database type stuff, right? For they're, they're appealing towards companies, not individuals, really, right? Okay. Yeah. So Jack Luke co-founded Factum back in 2014. So he's already gone through you know that whole phase of trying to bring up a um, a new coin or any cryptocurrency. Yeah. Having experience is definitely like. And now he's trying to. Yep. So now he's trying to uh, um, bring Wanchain into the crypto world. Okay. Okay. Um, yep. So that's pretty good. But so the main idea behind Wanchain is that they're trying to be a distributed financial platform, and it's a little. They're kind of like Ripple in a way, but it's I don't. Know, it's like Ripple on mm-hmm. steroids. So yeah. So they're this. They're gonna be a distributed financial platform, um, and they're also gonna allow save 
private cross chain trust uh, transactions. So say uh, you want to send a transaction from Ethereum blockchain to the Wanchain blockchain. Um, that's something that they're trying to accomplish. And cross cross chain transactions, those are still under development. So I know they got their work cut out, but it's definitely ambitious. Um, they're also looking to act as a decentralized bank, pretty much dominated by digital assets and currencies. Mm-hmm. And there are a bunch of different uses for this. We can go over those um, towards the end. But what are your thoughts on what they're trying um, to accomplish? So from the likes of it, it sounds like it sounds like they're trying to do a lot. Um, so I definitely I think I understand the hype there. So let me get this straight. Um, they're going to be private. Or is private like a innate core like feature or is it going to be optional? I think it's optional. Okay. Because, yeah, that's going to be useful if some, some coins and projects are like 100% private and then some give you the option of certain transactions being private, which is also useful, I think. So I think like something like Nav is optional private privacy. Yeah. So some of the main things from one chain is so the ability for not only cross-chain transactions, but decentralized cross-chain transactions. A lot of uh, cross-chain transactions depend on a third party. And the way wine chains approach it, they're trying to make it decentralized so they don't depend on other other parties. Okay. Yeah, that's good. Uh, yep. And they also have smart contracts, so that's similar to Ethereum. And the consensus that they use to you know to come to a decision whether a transaction was is valid or not uh, is proof of stake. I know that's something big mm-hmm. that a lot of coins are going towards. Um, Ethereum will eventually be a proof of stake coin. And also have uh, the enhanced privacy that we were talking about. And I have to double check on this, exactly how it works. But I think it's just interchain. So it's just within the one-chain blockchain. Um, I don't know if they do it for when you bring a coin from a different blockchain. Okay. Yeah, I know what you... Um, So I have to look more into that. Uh, But two of the main things that I was reading about, the enhanced privacy, is that they use one-time addresses. So the user can generate a new address every time they make a transaction. Is that kind of like what Monero does currently? or? Uh, no. So the other thing they're using is ring signature. That's what Monero uses. So basically when you make a transaction, you have uh, validators, right, that validate your mm-hmm. transaction. Uh, so the way signa- ring signature works is that you merge together all the signatures that are needed to authenticate that transaction so you're um, merging the validator's signatures with the one from the user who sent it. Oh, that so transaction. you don't know who like, then, signed it. Right. That that makes it more difficult to find who actually sent that okay. transaction. Damn, yeah. That seems like they're doing a lot. Yep. So those are the, some of the main features. And I've also, I, I got to look into exactly how they're going to do it, but I've heard they're trying to launch ICO. I did hear there. that too. Um, and it is a platform, so they could do that. It's not just like a, a decentralized application. Where's the OneChain team like located? Do you know? 
no, I, I'm not exactly sure. I think it's sing- – well, it I know Singapore? that they like last time they posted a video of like a frequently asked question video and they were in Singapore, but it could have been for some event. Uh, yeah, I don't know because like you- – you know how people are saying Icon is like uh, blah 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 the Ethereum of Korea. I don't know. Maybe Wanchain's like the Ethereum next level of you know whatever X country. Yeah. Well, I don't know. At some point, I heard it was the next the Chinese Ripple. The Chinese Ripple. Jesus. Damn. What the... There's too much yeah, like dude, I don't know. There's a, there's a lot of rumors there's too and stuff going on. Comparisons and stuff these days. Um, yeah, but I didn't look that up, like where where they are based. I feel like um, this is like way more complicated than Ripple. Well, yeah, because this is like a platform. They have all this other stuff going yeah. on. Um, as I mentioned at the beginning, it's like Ripple on steroids. And it's kind of like Ripple and Ethereum combined. Okay, I see. So you can, you can see like why there's such hype about this. Um, yeah, it's not only it's not only because people weren't able to buy it during the ICO, but also because of what it's actually trying to do. Okay, yeah, I get it. Um, yeah, I'll definitely be on the lookout on this. I know uh, people have been like chanting for this to get listed on exchange because it's not public yet. It's not. Um, mm-hmm. I think as soon you know as soon as it hits an exchange, the buy people are the buys are going to go flowing in like crazy. Yeah, and then you always have that with uh, when new coins get listed on exchanges, you have like an initial spike, but then you have the initial investors who sell. So then you you see a, um, a slight decline in the value, mm-hmm. and then it kind of steadies back up to new highs. Yeah, so as of the time we're currently speaking, um, the exchange called Bitrix was used to be. I mean, it's still big, but it just used it used to be bigger uh, in popularity, but. Um, during the past few months, they kind of closed registration and they haven't really listed any new coins. But the past four days in a row, they listed four new coins each day. And each day, you know, you'll mm-hmm. see what you just said, how there's the exchange listing effect where it pumps up right in the beginning when it gets listed. Then there's usually a decent size sell off. And then it generally it stabilizes like a little bit higher than what the price was before it was listed on the exchange. But, um, okay. Yeah, so I want to go a little bit more into details and let the uh, the Danko details. Um, Hopefully, it's not too boring. Um, So there are four main things. Of course, there's more to it, but four main concepts that make up the one chain. You have what's called vouchers, storeman, validators, and general, and just the general nodes. So the vouchers. Those are that's what's called a transaction proof of nodes. So they they provide proof of transaction between the original account and the um, locked account. And the original account is like say who you know the sender, the original okay. sender, and the locked account belongs to the recipient. Um, so this is what's used when let's say I send it to you. And I, I'm sending it from Ethereum blockchain, and you ha- you're in the mm-hmm. wine chain, right? Um, so the way that works is I send it to you, and then the vouchers confirm that it was uh, recorded on the Ethereum blockchain. And then they get sent to what's called a storeman, which is the locked account management. 
and they basically store the token or the asset while the transaction has been validated. And if the and if it's you know if they say okay it's valid, then they 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 transfer the token to your account. Otherwise, they return it to me. Which if if it's you know what I think it is, that's huge. Because if you think about it, um, Bitcoin on the Bitcoin platform, let's just say, or mm-hmm. the blockchain, if you send something to a different address and you didn't mean to send it, it's gone anyways. You can't get it back. So this store man kind of acts like an extra layer or extra step of kind of like security, I guess I would call it. I, I don't know if security is the right word. Yeah, that, that's from, from what I read. Yeah, that's kind of what it's doing. You know, it's like it stores it and then it makes sure it's, you know, it's a valid transaction. If it's not, it returns. And if it is, then it transfers it to the intended recipient. Wait, that 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 could be. I don't know of another coin that does that right now. I don't know if we're reading it correctly. I like yeah, that idea a lot. If it is what we're thinking. So, how, like, I yep. assume, like, these store man or these account management nodes are probably, like, uh, they're probably, like, bigger proof-of-stake players probably, right? They're not the typical if you're just a... Right, right, okay. right. Okay, go on. And again, uh, so this this is where the whole uh, multi-party computing takes place, so that you don't depend on a third party for the cross action or cross mm-hmm. chain transactions. <clears throat> and I'm not gonna go into the full technical details how they they actually do that. Uh, but then you have the validator nodes. So these are the validators that complete the recording of transactions mm-hmm. on the on one chain. So they're they're just you know recording saying like oh a transaction on this address took place blah 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 whatever, um, and they uh, there's an incentive for them. There's uh, if if they let's say their solution gets adopted, then they get a share of the transaction fees. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, you have to have incentive for people to. Yep, and that to to be a validator on one chain, you have to. It's like proof of stake, right? So you have to have a specific stake on the one chain. So that's a specific number of one coins mm-hmm. in order to be a validator. So that's kind of similar to a lot of other blockchains where they have proof of stake. You know, you have to have a certain number of uh, coins to be a validator. Yeah. Um, and then you have the general nodes. So that's just people, or I guess, I, I don't want to say people, but it's just nodes or addresses that don't have enough tokens to be considered validators. Um, and similar to other proof-of-stake coins, uh, these nodes can stick their coins to the validators, hoping that the validators distribute uh, a share of the transaction fees to the general nodes, and so they get a share of it. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing that... That, I don't know if this is different from other proof-of-stake coins, but they have what's called a, a security deposit. So that's for validators and I think vouchers as well. But basically, if, if your solution is not correct, you lose your security deposit. Oh, that's interesting. And if the validator loses their security deposit and then the general notes also incur a loss. So I think the way that'll come into effect is you you know you'll have validator notes trying to 
increase their stake. So getting the pearl from general nodes and only validators who have, you know, good uh, reviews in, in a way are the ones who are going to get general right, notes right. Or, or the stake from general nodes. They have to have a good reputation. Okay. And then you have the native coin. So the, the one coin, this is the one chain token if, in other words, and this is used to pay the network transaction fees and also to ensure cross-chain transactions. And the way it works, if, if the higher the number of cross-chain transactions, okay. that will increase the value of one coin. I know, so that's all I have for the, you know, just going diving into the technical details of how of what's going on in the one chain. So I guess something that is not directly about one chain, but is definitely important and related is the interprob I can't say this word interpol interoperability alliance oh. <laughs> um, well, this is the spelling bee <laughs> dude uh wait can you say it uh dude can you just go ahead and say whatever you're gonna say <laughs> all right yeah so looks like you probably can't say it either um <clears throat> so this is a partnership between three projects Wanchain being one of them and the other two being Icon and Aeon. Okay. So the problem they're trying to solve is that the main issue right now is communicating across different blockchains. You know, we have different blockchains, Bitcoin, Ethereum, Neo, etc. Um, and they want to basically collaborate on research about this interchain transaction and communication. Um so they're also kind of focused on developing common industry standards, sharing, researching, and protocol architecture. Uh, so we mentioned ICON before. We haven't talked about ION yet. Um, we might talk about this more in depth in the future. ION isn't really talked about, but Wanchain and ICON. Wanchain's not really talked about, but it's been hyped, and then ICON's being talked about and is hyped. So but, um, just to get it straight, what you're saying is that this alliance is just all about connecting different blockchains, like blockchains which are currently not connected to each other? Um, I think it's that, and they want to learn more about the whole architecture behind you know different blockchains and how to connect stuff. Because I think a lot of people are starting to realize that in the future, there's not going to be like one blockchain to rule them all, right? It's not just like we're going to have, you know, maybe Ethereum be the blockchain or a smart contract platform of the world. There's going to be different ones. Right, it's going to be like a combination. Gonna, exactly. And you're, you're not necessarily going to be direct competitors, but you're going to want to be able to work together. And, you know, the same thing how like there's different kind of credit card companies, there's different car companies. You don't need one single monopoly, I guess, for the industry. But yeah. Right, and I so, actually think that could be really helpful in a lot of different things because as of right now, you have a bunch of different information silos in the world. Like, let's say, you know, if you go to a hospital here in the U.S., how do you transfer your information to a hospital in Europe instantly without having to go through a bunch of different work and trouble? Exactly, because the platform they use, whatever interface they're using to record the data is probably going to be different, right? So how do you, like, transfer it? and make sure everything is still the, the right information. Exactly. That's perfect yeah, for blockchain. So that's, that's something to keep in mind. So Wanchain, you know, they're trying to do the whole financial platform. But then mm-hmm. Icon, they're like more of an ent- enterprise um, platform. Yeah. So and I just, I'm just trying to think of, you know, the ways that this could 
be developed in the future, this alliance? Yeah. So how those, what those three do, Icon is what, like you were saying, it, it's an interconnecting blockchain network that connects independent blockchains without additional intermediaries. Aon, right, and that's more for the enterprise. Um, so biz- different businesses, like you know, like I was saying, hospitals, universities, all this. Yeah, other businesses. they already have like a decent amount of. I think you, they have some partnerships in South Korea with like certain hospitals and university universities. Right. Um, Aon aims to become the common protocol used for these blockchains, um, which enables more efficient and decentralized systems be, to be built. So that's like Aon's more of the protocol. Icon is the blockchain network. And then Wanchain is a distributed financial platform that enables the private cross-chain, cross-blockchain smart contract execution that wants to connect world's isolated digital assets. So I think those two, those three together make uh, like a really solid partnership alliance, whatever you want to call it. Yep. It's going to be interesting just how these three coins try to i guess get gain some of the market share that neo and ethereum currently have because those are also you know platforms that are trying to achieve some of the same things but those have a bigger head start yeah so i think like at least okay so from an investment perspective i think if you were to invest in all three of these you you'd be kind of like well depending on how much percentage of your portfolio you're putting in you'd be kind of allocating like too much percentage um because i think like if one of these does decently well, then I think the others are going to kind of, because they're in this alliance, they're going to be strongly correlated. So I think if you want to diversify, then you only need to invest like either, you know, you don't need to invest in all three, but that's just, that's just my uh, opinion. Yeah. So I want to bring it back to OneChain. Um, so some of the use cases of OneChain, um, there's a vast number of financial transactions Use cases like loans, investments, just general payments. Those are all ways that watching can right. be implemented. Uh, but I see some, I know I was thinking about this. I see some different potential issues for one chain in the future. Um, financial platforms don't, at least decentralized financial platforms on the, uh, the blockchains. They're, they don't have significant use at the moment, and it may be a while before they have a, a large okay. usage. Uh, and then the other one is cross-chain transactions. Those are all still under development. Like you have a, uh, other projects trying to achieve the same thing, but none of them have done it. Um, like Arc, I know Arc is trying to do that. In a way, Lisk is also trying to do that. And I know there's that whole thing of atomic swaps between uh, Litecoin and what was it? Uh, I forget what Bitcoin it was. But these are still, didn't they have like huh? an atomic swap for that? No, I don't. I don't. I don't think it was Bitcoin. It was a different one. But regardless, cross chains are still right, very yeah. much in development, and I don't know when they'll be ready. And the other concern I have is, so once they start getting more adoption, right, how will they handle scaling issues? I know you see that right now with Ethereum. You know, they, they, they're having yep. significant scaling issues. Um, so is Wanchain's plans to kind of piggyback off Ethereum's uh, future scaling solutions? Are they going to wait for them to figure something out or are they coming out with their own? 
So those just those are just some of the issues to keep in mind. Yeah, it's good to present like you know play devil's advocate and stuff. Yep, and then as far as like development updates, you know some of the recent things that watching has been up to. Uh, about a month ago, I think that's when it was, um, or three weeks ago, they released their mainnet, and they're also swapping the initial tokens that they gave out during the ICO for the one coins and that's still ongoing so they're waiting to get everyone converted before they launch more updates i guess got you and then the other thing they're working on is the multi-currency wallet um and that's just like accepting different currencies right um the first thing they're going to get done is an integration of ethereum and then once that's complete they're going to try to implement bitcoin and I think that's expected later this year, maybe in quarter two. Hmm. But I don't know that's all I have. Um, Do you have any any comments on like the issues or the development updates? No, I think uh, I think we put out a decent amount of um, information about launching today. Yeah, so I don't I don't know when it'll come out on exchanges. I expect it to be within the next month, and then obviously a lot of people are waiting for it. So it'll it'll spike, and then it'll it'll consolidate, and then once you have more more development updates, like maybe the multi currency wallet, it'll spike again, just like all your projects do. You're looking to get some, right? But I mean. Obviously, I mean I missed the ICO, so <laughs> how. But I don't know how uh, my strategy, what my strategy will be going into it. You know, if I want to just put a bunch as soon as it comes out, or do I want to right, wait for right, a dip? Yeah. Or, you know, play. We'll play by ear. It might be a combination of both. Yep. Okay, I guess uh, that's our first coin talk episode. I don't know what we'll call it. Um, but yeah, let us know uh, the three fans we have um, if. <laughs> Yeah, I think it might be down to like 0.5. Really? What happened? Oh, so yeah, we, we saw some of our analytics because uh, Apple came out with analytics recently. And yeah, I think we have like 10 different uh, devices, at least on um, the podcast. Double, app, we hit Apple. double digits? Around there. Damn, but, boy. I mean, I don't know who's still listening, but at one point or another, there have been 10 different devices, unique devices. All right, well, basically, yeah, just let us know if you want more, like, if you want to know about specific coins and stuff, just let us know. Yep. Okay, then I guess that wraps it up. Damn, 20 minutes again. 30 minutes. All right, this is getting... Dude, it's... All right, dude, what the...